If I'm not careful, I'm gonna have to change the name of this podcast from unbothered to uncombed. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute. Because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a bothering. I'm a bothering. All right, guys. So what happened was at the beginning, I didn't have the sound on right. And so it's phone sound. And then this one clicks over, I think, like five or ten minutes. And you'll live. You know, I, f- I mess up every once in a while. So get over it. It is what it is. Enjoy the episode. I'm very honest on this one. Just like every- I swear I exposed too much. Anyway, enjoy. What's up, everybody? Ty Rivera here, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Okay, Snoopy Bijou is currently not having a Whimsy's alligator because she just ate some food, and I just came out from being out for the night, and today was a horrible day. And then, like I always do, I turned it around. Because here's the deal with me. Here's what you have to know about me. I've already said it before, but I refuse to take anything as a complete loss, and I will find the lesson in anything bad that happens in my day, I will find the lesson and I'll be like, okay, what can we learn from it? What can we do so we move on in a productive way? And here's what happened today. Last week, if you remember, I went on and on about the boy and how professional he's being or gonna be in taking my pictures and that I really had to work out and I've completely done my part. I found the space for us to shoot and I, have been working out so ridiculously and my body does show the difference. And I always tell people the hardest thing to do because like sometimes people come to me and they're like, I wanna lose 10 pounds, I wanna lose 20 pounds. And I always feel like I wish I had your problems. And I'll do my best to tell them what they wanna do to lose that amount of weight. But what happens is when you get down to right around what you think is perfect, especially if you're crazy like me, then it starts getting very difficult because then it's like almost like a sculptor having to go over something and just keep going over the lines, keep going over the lines. And it's very subtle and you really have to believe in the process. And it's not even exactly where I want it to be yet, but I will show it just so you guys can see what the difference has been. And that difference has been in like two weeks, I think, or two and a half weeks. And like, in the last week, cause I've been doing a, a lot of two hour cardio days. And then the last six days, I've been doing two hours of cardio weights and abs. So total four to five hours I'm in the gym. And granted, a bit of that time is me catching my breath in between the cardio sessions and in between the weights because Sometimes when you're working out that much, you know, cause if you were to take everything away, it would be like a solid four hours of working out. That's what it would be. And sometimes when you're working out that much, you really do have moments in between your, where you're like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I think, I think I may be spent. I think I may have broke myself. I may be completely done. And then you finish what you have to do and you're like, okay, I'm ready for tomorrow. And then the way, the next day you wake up and you're dreading it. And you know, I'm just going to be honest with you guys about the process. You know, I'm not going to try to lie to you guys and act like I have just this insane willpower that never gives up. I do have good willpower. I do have good self-discipline, very good, above average. Anybody can tell you that. Well, just me telling you guys the story and like, you know, my roommate seeing me 
um, you know, and friends seeing me and the way that I work out and I still have the other responsibilities I have to take care of during the day and then I have little Bijou that I have to take care of during the day. And then Carla's Homemade Salsa, let's not forget Carla's Homemade Salsa, official sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I may get tired of a lot of things, but I don't get tired of Carla's Homemade Salsa. And I'll always remember to put in my Carla's Homemade Salsa plug because Carla's Homemade Salsa gets me through so much. I don't know what I'm gonna do coming up though because the hernia, uh, you know, all the spices really do mess with the hernia sometimes. And that's nothing against Carla's Homemade Salsa. Definitely you guys should get some, have some for me. But in the next week or two, Carla's Homemade Salsa is gonna have to go the way of weed for me. I'll still continue to plug them. They'll still be my sponsor. And I hope that Carla will understand, but it's just, you know, sometimes all those spices really do mess me up. And I find that the more bland my diet is, the less my hernia hurts me. But Carla's Homemade Salsa, you guys should get some. Have some for me, enjoy it for me while I'm not able to. But for right now, I'm still toughing it because I love it so much. But yeah, so what I was getting at is the amount that I've been working out, it's just, I've really been disciplined, disciplined, disciplined for the last six days because I, ha I was like, I have six days to really get myself in order. You know, I had my hair braided for a while to get it out of the way, and then I had it colored, which thanks to Angie Crum, I absolutely love Angie Crum. She did exactly what I wanted. When you guys see my hair actually out, which I will wear it out a couple of times coming up, but you guys will see that she really did a great job because I didn't just want flat black, you know, and so she did a really good job doing exactly what I wanted, and I'm so happy with it, but Right now, I don't have the time to do it. And so, you know, I just put it back in a ponytail and then the ponytail gets a little bit loose. Like, because earlier I was working on like I was supposed to. Because the plan was Monday, the 27th, which would be tomorrow, I was supposed to do my photo shoot with Marty. And we had it all planned out and he knows what I went through to make this happen. You know, he saw the entire process. I was trying to figure out the, um, I was trying to figure out the space like where we were gonna shoot. And my friend Kitty Pine, who's gonna be featuring for me at Wise Guys coming up, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So if you guys are in Las Vegas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, they're early shows. They start at 7.30, I believe. So you guys have plenty of time to get to your party destination, watch my show, get to your party destination. But uh, Kitty Pine has a studio in her garage. And she actually um, uses that for people that you know, shoot for YouTube and stuff like that. I personally just use my room as my space for doing my podcast, but you know, um, I wanted to use her space because she has green screen, she has light, she has everything. And I had to work around her schedule because she's doing it as a favor to me as her friend. And so Marty knew that and I was going back and forth with him because I had to work around the dates he was going to travel because he's going to be going from Reno to Arizona. Well, that was the plan was he was going to go from Reno to Arizona. He did some disrespectful stuff the last time that I talked to him, but I still was willing to deal with the professional part only and put the personal aside. Because like I said, when it comes to the personal, I really... I haven't been recording. I'm so dumb. So this is... I hate me more than I can tell you guys I hate me. I hate me, I hate me, I hate me. Ah. So anyway, um, so the thing is, uh, I, I've really been doing everything the way that I'm supposed to, right? 
And like I said, Marty saw the struggle that I went through to make everything happen with the location. And we were a go, you know, and he did pull some disrespectful stuff. And I was like, on the personal side, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. But, you know, and I was going to pay him. I mean, like, I'm not like what he didn't know, because this is the kind of person I am, was not only I was gonna, was I going to pay him what he wanted, I was going to pay him well over what he wanted because I wanted to compensate him for actually taking the time out and still being a professional, even though on the personal level, I don't want anything to do with him anymore. And, you know, I thought maybe our friendship could like be that a friendship, even though, like I said, he was disrespectful. I still thought, you know, well, if we do the photo shoot and everything comes out the way that I want it to and he does the job that I know he's capable of doing, because don't get me wrong, I'm not talking shit about his, you know, his art or his work. I'm just saying that, you know, on the personal level, it's not, you know, he wasn't, he, he was being very disrespectful. And that's, that's the best way I can put it. I know everybody thinks I always say everything. You guys have no idea how much I don't say. Like every breakup that I've talked about when it comes to the Vietnamese pretty boy or the beast or any of the breakups that I've talked about on my podcast, it's always like I always clean it up to make them sound better, even though there's a lot of stuff I could say that would really tell you why it was that because I know it looks sometimes like I'm just like I'm in love one minute and then I'm totally not in love. And yeah, that like I really would be crazy if that was really the way that things worked. But it's not the way things work. You know, there was one time in one particular breakup where somebody that I really thought a lot of at certain points in our relationship completely broke themselves in a way that I wasn't ready for. And it wasn't like a respectable where it's like, I want to comfort you type of breakdown. It was a kind of breakdown where it was like, this is completely manipulative. And what you're doing right now is just trying to completely play on my emotions. And you're not taking responsibility for what it is that you're doing in your regular life, which was absolutely horrible, absolutely deplorable. And it's rare that I use the word deplorable when it isn't in reference to Trump supporters. But um, which, you know, if you know me, uh, but you know, so for me to actually use that word in such a negative way, it really was just like, you know, yeah, I don't respect this person. I don't like this person. I don't want anything to do with this person. But there there are so many situations that I don't like completely throw under the, the people under the bus. And it's because the people that I date haven't chosen to be public people. The people that I date are just people that happen to like me. And most people have no idea that I'm a comedian when they first meet me. They don't find out I'm a comedian until at least a couple of days, in some cases a couple of weeks, in some cases at least a month after they've been dating me. And so then by that point, it's like, well, surprise, you're a semi-public person. And so, you know, I try not to throw people under the bus. But what I will say about the situation with Marty was there was definitely a lot of gaslighting going on. There were different points where I was told I didn't know what gaslighting means. And I was like, oh, exactly what you're doing right now is what gaslighting is. Like telling me that something isn't happening when it is happening is gaslighting. Making me think that reality is not reality and that I'm crazy is gaslighting. That's what it is. And so I will try to 
still be cool with people and still be professional if I feel like they can help me and I can help them. And I don't care about a lot of that stuff. But then at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, I realize that, like I said last week, I'm the magic in every situation that I'm in. And that's exactly what it is. You know, I make people feel like there's something more than they actually are. Like technically, a lot of the people that I date, when I meet them, don't have the best opinions of themselves like that's one thing I've noticed and I don't know why I draw that kind of people I don't know if it's because I have such a strong personality and such a strong energy I don't know if it's because I right away will start building people up because I really do mean that when I say that about me in relationships I believe that my job in a relationship is to build the other person up I also believe the other person's job is to build me up and I believe we're supposed to make each other into better people and even when it comes to holding each other accountable and being like okay this isn't okay this behavior isn't okay and I'm so willing to correct my behavior and I'm so willing to accept that sometimes I am wrong and sometimes to a fault you know like I got hit up by a friend not too long ago that was like hey you know you really refer to yourself as dumb a lot and you're really not a dumb guy I know you and you're not as dumb as you make yourself sound you're not as dumb as you will allow people to project onto you when you're dating them. And I was like, well, I know, but at the same time, I'm willing to accept that sometimes I am like a little clueless when it comes to certain things with dealing with other people. You know, sometimes I assume everybody's like me and then I realize that they're completely not. And so, you know, um, I don't know... I, I guess maybe when you're a person like me and you're that willing to help build the people that you're dating up and you think that that's what your job is and then they don't do that in return. Instead, they try to constantly tell you what's wrong with you. You know, your music's not good enough. Like Nothing I do with most relationships that I'm in is good enough. I'm always being told that I mispronounce things or that, and you know, like voc vocabulary and speaking are my strong suits. And so it's like, you know, I'll pronounce things a particular way and then like I'll be told that that's not the way that you pronounce them. And then like I get told that I, you know, and not in so many words, it's always implied that I'm a dumb person or I don't know a lot of things and I feel like you know what you're right I am a dumb person I've been to a lot of places that I can't pronounce or spell the name of but I've been to a lot of places that you will never go to and I do that all off of my talent not anything else just off stand-up comedy just off being a dumb person is how I make all this stuff happen you know I've been to China and especially like when it comes to China I mean some of the places that I go to, I don't know exactly how to pronounce the name of the place and I don't know exactly how to spell it, but I know that I've been there and I know I've experienced at least the culture to a certain degree and got to see a lot of things and got to meet a lot of people and got a different understanding of what that type of communism plays out like and what that when people talk about the social credit rating and stuff like that like i've seen the stores that have the different prices you know for the people who behave and the people who don't 
you know, and I've seen the growth in the three years that I was going there. I saw them go from not speaking any English at all to speaking all right English, like some people. And then to the third trip where a lot of people spoke English. And I saw that jump and it was because their government had started to require it. So everybody hired English teachers. And there were all sorts of people that, from English speaking languages living in China that I was dealing with in a lot of cases. And in a lot of cases, that's who I was performing for, you know? And so it wasn't just expats. There were some people that were just there on work assignments, you know, to teach English. And in China, uh, for them, it's seen as a status symbol to have a white person teaching them. You know, like they like to have white people basically as servants. And that's just something that's what it is there. So I've seen like a lot of things. And so like maybe some, maybe that's why I don't mind when people kind of try to downgrade me or make me seem stupid is because I'm very secure in what my intelligence is or what my strong suits are or what it is I've seen and what it is I've been able to make happen in my own life. And in some cases, it's been purely through manifestation because there's no other explanation for a lot of the things that I've done and a lot of things that I've made happen and a lot of things that I've seen. And so, you know, yeah, I guess maybe I should be a little more assertive and be a little more protective of myself. But I kind of always feel like people are joking with me or people are ribbing me or giving me a hard time because I'm not particularly fragile that way. And my ego doesn't get hurt when people say certain things about me. But sometimes when at the end of it, I think about it and I'm like, yeah, all of that was reasons for you not to get to know the real me. Like the whole time you were telling me how stupid I was and how bad my music was, and how everything about me was wrong, it really was just you refusing to take in what it was I was trying to teach you about me, because I, I know I'm different, and so there's a lot that people need to learn when they're going to be with me. Like, I tell people that I love pop music, and I do. I love the worst pop music, and there's a couple reasons for that. One, I just love poppy, catchy tunes, but then there's also the fact that if you listen to pop music, some of it makes a lot of sense, especially when it comes to a life like mine. You know, like my relationships play out a lot like the song Blank Space by Taylor Swift. And if you listen to the song Blank Space by Taylor Swift, you'll hear that in the beginning she says, look at that face, you look like you could be my next mistake. And that's what I played in the background when I originally put Marty's picture up on Instagram. I played that on the Instagram story, and it was that exact part of the song. But then she also says, um, I'll find out what you want. Be that for a month, but, the wait, but wait, the best is yet to come. And then she goes into the screaming, crying, <laughs> perfect storm. I can make all your dreams come true. <laughs> and then, you know, like I can make the bad boys be good for a weekend. Like, cause you know, I mean, like I've dated some truly like bad boys, you know what I mean? Whereas like they, everybody thinks they don't want to be in a relationship. You know, everybody I date thinks that they don't want to be in a relationship. And then I meet them and then suddenly they want to be in a relationship. And yeah, that relationship may only last a short while, but I can make the bad boys be good for the for a weekend, you know? And then uh, when she describes, you know, her uh, turning into a, basically a nightmare 
And that is me. I will turn into a nightmare. I tell people also when I'm dating them, like if I ever start listening to Britney Spears, oops, I did it again then you should know that our relationship is almost over, you know, because if you listen to the lyrics to Oops, I Did It Again, she's saying, Oops, I Did It Again. Um, I played with your heart, got lost in the game. You know, you think I'm in love, but uh, that I'm sent from above. I'm not that innocent. You know, I mean, like just the whole way those lyrics go. And what she's saying is that she got caught up. She thought she was in love. And then when it really came down to it, she was like, oh, yeah, I guess I wasn't in love. And that's what happened with me and Marty, you know. And yeah, there was a part of me that did love him. There's a part of me that does love him. There's a part of me that will love every person that I've ever dated for the rest of my life, at least in a small way, because in different ways they have helped me out. You know, they have helped me grow. They have helped me become better, a better person. So I'm not going to pretend like those relationships completely didn't matter. But at the same time, I'm also not going to pretend that, you know, oh, when I lost them, it was this great loss. Yeah, I was bummed out, you know, and right now I'm bummed out with Marty because after the way he saw that I went through everything to make that happen, yeah, he didn't know I was going to pay him more money than he thought I was going to pay him. But there was also the fact that he said, um, like at a point, because I had to rent some props um, and I was going to have to spend money on those props, he was like, well, you know, you can pay me less and then, you know, then that'll cover for the props. And this was after we weren't dating anymore. And I was like, no, you're going to get paid exactly what you said you wanted to get paid. And I will get the money for the props or spend the money for the props. Don't think that I expect you to drop your rate for that or cut me a break. You know, I'll figure that out. It was a nice offer, but it wasn't anything that I wanted. So all of this happens, and then a couple of days ago, he hits me up and he says the weather's bad between Reno and Vegas. And the weather is bad, but at the same time, anyway that's driven has driven through worse. I mean, like, it's not terrible, terrible. It's, you know, we're not living Chicago. We're not back east somewhere, you know? And yeah, it's, it is, it is what it is. So he calls me and says that, or messages me and says that. And I say, okay. But I also have him, he was supposed to do an illustration for me because he does that too. And, you know, he's good at that as well. And again, I was going to pay him for that exactly what he wanted, which wasn't cheap, but it, it is what it is. And I don't haggle with people like I told you. In most cases, I will just take people at their rate and be like, OK, if they're being ridiculous and I still want to use them, maybe I'll talk to them about that. But usually I'll just be like, all right, that's what it is. That's what it is. And with him, I was like, that's what it is. And it wasn't about me still liking him. It wasn't me trying to buy him. It was just me being like. I really respected his talent. So I was willing to pay him what it was he wanted. But, you know, that had been a couple of weeks and I asked him about it. And, you know, he kind of he's like next week sometime. But it kind of the way he said it was dismissive. And so I was like, OK, well, you know, whatever, whatever. And so, um, you know, and he was like, all I have to do is add the color palette. I've already got whatever, you know, already done the illustration itself. So he made it sound like it was very simple what he had to do. And so then, um, you know, and in my head, I was like, I'm just going to keep working out and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to use the power of positive thinking and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And when it comes down to it, he's going to show up. And so he told me that he wasn't sure, but he would let me know by the end of the weekend. So it gets to Sunday, you know, last night, Saturday night, um, Kitty hit me up and she was like, are you still going to use my studio? 
And I was like, let me get a hold of Marty and then I'll get back to you. So earlier today, when I first woke up, I sent him a quick message and just asked him if he was going to be able to make it after all. And things have cleared up somewhat and they're supposed to clear up even more now. And he said that he was not. And I was like, at first, just like, okay, then, you know, that's what it is. And so then I was like, um, any update on the illustration, you know, or any, uh, or do you know when the illustration is going to be done? And so then that, um, he was just like, you know, I'll get it done as soon as I can. And I just got like, you know what? Fuck this guy. And so I told him, just fuck it. Just forget about anything. Don't do anything for me at all. I don't care. And I, it was happening over text message, you know, on Instagram, Instagram messenger. Cause I blocked him on everything else. Um, and it was one of those situations where I don't care that I kind of blew up because, and I wasn't like mean or anything, but it was just like, yeah, I wish I hadn't met you. And I just wish, you know, like, just let's not bother each other anymore. Let's have no contact at all. And I'm very happy with that because I need to release him and he needed to release me. And that's what needed to happen. You know, like we don't need to have anything to do with each other because if you can't be a professional and I know what he wants, you know, he's a game player. Like, that's what it is. And I'm too old to be playing games like that. Like, for me, it's fine we don't have a relationship, like a personal relationship. It's fine that we're not dating anymore. I'm fine with all of that. But when it comes down to it, I need you to behave like a professional because I've told you exactly what it is I'm going to do with all of these things and how I'm trying to use these things to make money and to move my career forward. And you can't be grown up enough to just keep your responsibilities, keep your obligations and actually make it here when I'm perfectly willing to do my end and pay you what you're supposed to get paid, make sure my body looks the way that it's supposed to do. And it would also elevate his career because if he were to help me the way that I needed to help him to help me or the way that I wanted him to help me, it would help him too. Like it would get him more work. I guarantee it. But instead, you have these short-sighted fucking imbeciles that all think they're smarter than me that aren't smart enough to make a fucking dollar and then they wonder why their life goes nowhere. You know, and that's what gets on my nerves is because I'm constantly the stupid one, but they're the ones that are completely fucking everything up all the time. And I'll figure it out and I'll hire another photographer and I'll get somebody else to do my illustration. So I don't really care about that. But what I do care about is the fact that somebody would string me along for a couple of weeks knowing that we've been planning this since like early December. Since we were dating, technically, we've been planning this. So... Like, you can't just keep your responsibility. All right, cool. So that happens. So I'm done with you. So there's nothing else for us to fucking talk about. I don't want to be friends. I'm not going to chase you. I don't think you were that special. You know, like, I just don't. Like, when it comes down to it, these idiots always think that I'm so caught up on them. And it's like, you don't get. Yes, I'm infatuated for a little while. I like you a lot for a little while. I think I'm in love with you for a little while. But then when it comes down to it... I start to see you for what you are and I start to see all the games you're playing with me and it makes me not respect you. It makes me not like you. It makes me not want to be around you. It makes me want nothing to do with you. It makes me see, me, see you as a fucking dumb person. And I know that this all is probably too raw for a podcast, but it's just true. I'm just tired of these people not getting it. 
Like so many people don't get it. And then they're like, you know, well, I wonder why things aren't working out for me. I wonder why I'm not progressing in this particular way. Well, it's because you're not professional enough to do the things that you should do to get to where you want to go. Like sometimes you got to drop the emotion. Sometimes you got to drop the games. Like I don't understand why anybody plays any games with me anyway. I play zero games with the people that I date. Like I don't lie to people. I don't try to make people think that I've got more money than I've got. I don't try to make people think that I'm more successful than I am. I don't try to make people think that I'm going to do things for them that I'm not going to do. I'm very honest with people about what's going on in my life. And all I ask in return is people be just as honest with me. You know, and I know what I was supposed to do at that point. At that point, it was supposed to turn into a boyfriend argument and it was supposed to turn into, oh, I love you and I want you back. But I don't. I don't want you back and I don't love you. And that's not the way that I'm coming at this. Like, yes, at the end, I really thought I did love you. But then, you know, the way everything played out, it was just like, when I say he was disrespectful, he was purposely doing things to try to hurt me, which like that's one of the things about me that a lot of people don't understand. If you're like people can hurt me by accident. But when people try to hurt me, it, you won't hurt me because I know what you're doing. I know it's a game and I know that that's what you're trying to do, you know, and trying to like act like you're pushing me off on people and like, why don't you fuck this person? Why don't you date this person? Why don't you talk to this? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do you think I don't know what my options are? Do you think I don't know who I can and can't date? Like that was one of his biggest insecurities. There was a point where he was talking to me about open relationship and, you know, um, we had a hall pass situation that got out of hand because, you know, he said something about like hall pass at a point and so then I was like, let me call this motherfucker's bluff. And I was like, all right, I want to exercise a hall pass today. And he was like, well, if you get a hall pass, then I get a hall pass. And I was like, okay, cool. That's the way hall passes work, right? My hall pass worked out great. His was a bumfuck. Did not do him justice at all. He did not have a good time. Mine not only was good, he came back later that night and he was good again. And then I got in trouble because it was like, well, you weren't supposed to fuck somebody twice in one day on a hall pass. And I'm like, that's not the rules. It's a hall pass. It's for the fucking day. You know, I, I, I did it perfectly. I'm sorry your guy was a dud and didn't do what you wanted him to do, but... You know, mine was different and, you know, it was just then also he suggested to me like, you know, maybe we'll do threesomes, maybe we'll play together. So I was like, OK, you know, let's let's do that. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? I didn't want to because I'm older and I feel like I've had sex with so many people in my life. Like the other night I was talking to this guy that wanted to get to know me on Grinder. Uh, or off a grinder, you know, and we're talking on text message and I hadn't hooked up with him yet or whatever. No, she turned out to be an insecure piece of shit. Um, really insecure. Uh, talked himself out of, well, talked me out of being attracted to him at all because he was so insecure and kept putting his body issues onto me where he was accusing me of posting thirst traps on grinder. And it was like, grinder is all about thirst traps. Like, I don't know you're there for hookups. Like, why would I not have shirtless pictures on Grindr? Why would I not have pictures that would make people want to have sex with me when the point of Grindr is hooking up with people and having sex? So 
Am I wrong for doing Grinder the right way? Am I wrong for actually doing it effectively? Because I see people talk all the time and you see it. If you're on Grinder, you know there are a bunch of profiles that say, does anybody hook up on this app? Is anybody actually meeting people? And it'll be hot people like saying that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, that's all I do on Grinder. Like, I don't waste a lot of time chatting with people. You know, that one guy, like I said, I was cool to talk to him because, you know, he started chatting with me when we were on Grinder. Like, originally, I think I had hit him up and said, like, hello. And then he started chatting and he kind of let it be known that he wasn't wanting to just go the sex route or whatever. And so I was like, you know, because I told you guys my thing is usually I have sex with people first to see if I want to date them. And that hasn't been the most effective strategy lately. So I've been like, all right, well, let me see the other side. You know, let me see what it's like when I actually try to get somebody get to know somebody first. And it was a complete and I'm not saying I would never do it again, but it was a complete waste of time. Like, you know, that guy got drunk on the phone with me at one point and then tried to guilt me into going over to his house. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go to your house and fuck a drunk. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. And then he sent me a message a little while later because I was nice about it, but I didn't say it like that, you know, but I was like, yeah, going to your house and, you know, having sex with a drunk person isn't my idea of like fun or sexy. So and then he sent me a message a few minutes later and it was just like, hey. And then I was like, what's up? Because, you know, that was on the phone. And then he sent me a message like saying, hey, after we hung up. And I was like, what's up? And then he was like, I'm not okay right now. And then I was like, you know, thinking like, is he suicidal or something? Which that's a lot to drop on somebody you just met. But, you know, I was willing to be a human about it and try to talk him through it as he, if he was having some kind of hard time. And so I said, um, are you like, you know, I was like, what's the matter? And then he was like, just lonely. And it's like. Is this goon really trying to fucking guilt me into going over to his place now? Am I supposed to go over and give him sympathy dick or what's supposed to happen right now? And I, you know, I don't remember what I said, but it was something nice enough where it was just like, yeah, well, I hope you get through it. Or, you know, I mean, like, I don't fucking know what these people want, but, you know, like and like he sent me pictures. And then right after, you know, this was like a couple days later, he sent me some shirtless pictures or whatever. And he had talked about how fat he is and stuff. And in the pictures, he looked all right. You know, he didn't look particularly fat or unattractive and then I was like which one is your most recent picture and he was like none of them and so it's like what are we doing so I quickly got tired of that and it's like you know lately I don't know what it is about my energy but like I said it's been happening more than ever because it's always been like that with me you know where a fair amount of people will say that they don't want a relationship and then we start talking and then suddenly they do. But lately, that's what it is. And I know it's something in my energy that's making it happen. Maybe it's because I'm putting it out very strongly in the universe that I am on the, not necessarily on the lookout, but on alert for my forever person. Because I know they're coming. You know, I know that the person I'm actually meant to be with is on the way, you know, and um, I don't need to force it at all. And so I'm not just trying to fit anybody into that that peg, you know, or, or any peg into that hole, so to speak. No pun intended. And um, but, you know, I'm not just trying to find anybody, you know, or it's not like a constant. Is it you? Is it you type energy that's happening? It really is just like, you know, 
maybe people can tell my antennas out in a way, you know, subconsciously. Because, like, there's this guy, you know, because, like, here's the reality of the way that I work. When I'm getting told by this fucking idiot that, you know, like, you, well, you know, you could date this person. You could do this. Because, you know, like, I think everybody has this on their grinder grid in their area, you know, because you see the same people a lot. When I lived over on the other side, I would see more people. Well, no, there's still good turnover on this side, too. But anyway, the point is um, you'll have people that you really want to hook up with, right? And so there were four that I really wanted to hook up with. Well, like in the last six months, I've hooked up with all four of them. And, you know, these are the guys that I really wanted. You know, I really was into these four guys. And I've hooked up with each of them. Two of them turned out to be not exactly what I thought they were going to be. Not complete catfish. Like, one of them did look like he was supposed to look, but his energy was just off. And then um, the other one was uh, he had hurt his back. And so he had gained quite a bit of weight. And he wasn't fat, but he just wasn't what he was in the pictures, you know. So, and if he had just been more honest in his pictures, I'm sure I would have been, you know, attracted to him and still hooked up with him. But when you go expecting one thing and you get there and it's a different thing, then it's not, you know, it's it's a letdown. That's why with my grinder, I use pictures that are just a little bit heavier than I am in real life. That way people are always pleasantly surprised, you know, because if you get there and you're better, nobody's going to complain about that. And so, you know, like that's just something I do. But and, you know, I get it. I mean, because I still fucked him. So it's not like it wasn't an effective strategy. But at the same time, it wasn't as fun as it could have been because it was like, you're not you. And then the other one. Because that's two of them, right? Then there was this other one. Um, he's Asian, and he, he was very clear about not wanting a relationship. And uh, like him, I had wanted to hook up with since before the pandemic. And he had updated pictures, and, you know, he had pictures back then that were sexy and what I wanted. And so he's still what I wanted. And so the other night, I was at Butch and Carla's party. So I guess the last time I recorded, and like, you know, he was just physically, he was exactly what he was supposed to be. And he said he didn't want a relationship. Uh, and then when I got there, he started interviewing me like I was going to be a boyfriend. And I was just like, what are you doing? And so I did hook up with him and it was great. It was cool. But it was just such a turnoff that he like was trying to like boyfriend interview me when it's like, I, I'm not here for that. Supposedly you weren't here for that. So then there's the fourth one, which him uh, probably like way pre pandemic. We've been trying to hook up, but like it just wasn't working like as far as schedules went. And then you lose track of people. And then, you know, each time I get a boyfriend, I completely get rid of grinder for a while. Usually, except for with the beast, I kept my grinder. Um, but you know, like uh, you have these times where you won't see people on your grid for a while. And so like, you know, we lost touch or whatever. And then the other night he hit me up and he was like, you know, he was great. He came over and he was exactly what he was supposed to be. He was fucking hot. Uh, you know, like he was my thing. He was what I wanted. And uh, everything about him physically was great. And he was, you know, chemistry was there as far as sexually went. Like that was great. And then... 
like afterwards we're chatting and he tells me, you know, he doesn't want a boyfriend and it's like, great, you know, like cool. And then he was like, can I come back over in a couple of days? You know, and I'm thinking like, yeah, this is perfect. He doesn't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. We have sex, sexual chemistry. So, you know, he comes back over a couple of days later and we're hanging out and then he starts boyfriend interviewing me and it's just like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to take it that way when we both already said that we didn't have a boyfriend? So now I don't want to hang out with him anymore. But that keeps happening to me. And I'm very clear about the fact that that's not what I want right now from just anybody. When it just happens, I'll know, you know, like. And with Marty, I'll be honest, I thought that that was the energy I was picking up from him. You know, I really did think that. I really did think that he was something different than he was. And, you know, when we talked, the first couple of times that we talked, we talked for like, you know, over an hour. And he talked to me about the fact that he was in therapy. Um, he went to therapy and, you know, which like he apologized, like, you know, like therapy is a bad thing. And like I was very encouraging. I was like, you know, yeah, that's great. You're working on yourself. You're figuring yourself out. It's a smart thing to do. Like, you know, I would never discourage anybody from going to therapy or digging deeper and learning more about themselves, especially a person that I consider to be like, you know, or want to consider to be a, per a potential actual partner. Like to me, that's ideal, you know, like, yeah. I love that people are working on themselves, but sometimes he didn't understand that I was being encouraging and not giving him permission to do anything. Like there was one point where he was telling me about all the things he wanted to do. You know, he was like, I want to travel and I want to do this. And I was like, yeah, you can do all of that. And then he was like, yeah, but you think you're telling me I can do that. And I was in my head. I was like, no, that wasn't me trying to give you permission on any level. I was trying to be as encouraging as possible and let you know that everything you want to do, you can do. Like there's nothing to stop you. And I certainly don't think I'm going to be what's going to stop you. And I already told you guys, my thing is if I'm dating someone or in something even more serious with someone and we're very clear about what our situation is, you know, whether it's monogamy or open relationship or whatever it is. I personally am leaning more towards monogamy the more that I check everything out, you know, because like I've tried to be flexible on that. But nobody knows how to have an actual open relationship. Nobody understands that there is a way you can be in an open situation and still make sure the other person knows that you're only there for them. Now, is that what I personally want to do with the person that I end up with for life? No, I would rather just completely rely on you and you completely rely on me. And I feel like outside sources do make it easier for you to be less committal even in the because, you know, you're obviously not being completely committal in the sexual way, but even in the emotional way, because, you know, why should I care about you if I have all these other options? And, you know, but Marty had led me to believe that, you know, if we ever decided to do anything open, then it would have to be, you know, a couple years down the road. And in the beginning, he just wanted it to be me and him so we could build a foundation, which I was cool with that because it's like, we'll see what happens in the future. You know, like, let's yeah, that's a great way to, you know, just like kind of open end it. But like for right now, we just agree that we just work on us right now for the foundation. 
And so, you know, and also I know me. And once I start having sex with other people, there's a good chance that, you know, at some point, if you're slipping in any way and I meet somebody that's even more interesting and seems more like they want to go the way that I want to go, then who's to say my heart won't get carried away and then I won't want to be with them. So, yeah, maybe it's better that we just stick to monogamy or I just stick to monogamy. I don't. But anyway, the point is, if you're honest with me about what you want, then I can work with you and I can see what works and what doesn't and be honest with you and then honest with myself about what we're doing. But Marty wasn't willing to do that, you know, I mean, like because, you know, in the beginning, like I said, he talked to me about all these things and whatever else. And then there was a point when we were together where he even told me. And I don't know why I put up with this, but there was a point where he even told me he was like, sometimes you explain too much. And when you explain too much, it like turns me off. And in my head, I was like, I don't even it's like in relationships. I'm not a person who needs to be talking all the time. Anybody who's dated me knows if you go on a road trip with me or if you hang out with me at home, there will be long periods of time where I completely don't talk to you. Like there was one time when he was staying that four days at my place where I probably was in bed you know, like upstairs because, you know, we had been hanging out and stuff like that. And I probably was in bed for eight hours and he was downstairs working and I wasn't talking to him. I wasn't yelling to him from upstairs. I was just completely asleep. I think Bijou might have been sitting with him, but I wasn't, you know, at all talking to him. And so it's like when I do talk to you, it's because I'm telling you things that you should probably know about me. Like when you were telling me that you're in therapy and what makes you insecure, because he told me a lot of things and all of that vulnerability was what originally attracted me to him because I saw that side of him and I was like, okay, this guy is being real with me. But like I said, the more things went on, the more I began to see that as a manipulation where he was trying to make himself seem more vulnerable than he actually was. And so I know that when he pulled this shit today and said that he wasn't going to come out, that's when I was supposed to beg him to come out and I was supposed to tell him how important he was to me and whatever else. But that's not what I feel. Like, yeah, on a professional level, I thought we could work together. But there's no other professional that I would beg to work for me. Like, you're supposed to do a job. The professional thing is for you to make it here like you're supposed to. The professional thing is for me to pay you. The professional thing is for me to get a good product in return. The pro professional thing is for me to refer friends and other business contacts to you when they see the amazing product that you turn out. All of this is professionalism. But I've never had to beg anybody to work for me, and I'm not going to beg anybody to work for me. So, for me, I feel like I completely need his energy out of my way. I don't need little boy energy for any reason at all. And I'm sorry I gave anybody the impression that I would put up with their bullshit any longer than I thought they were a viable option as an actual relationship. You know, like I said, I make corrections all the time. And even the way that I was dealing with him, I would tell him exactly what the corrections had to be on my side. Like, this is what I need to do to make things better for us. And there were times where, you know, there was one time where I was telling him a story that he had asked me about. 
you know, he had asked me why a particular situation had went down and it was nothing to do with him. It was just a, a story that was happening on my end of the phone. You know, like when I was in Tennessee, somebody was saying something. And he was like, uh, he was like, oh, why did he say that? And so I started explaining the story to him. And then in the middle of me explaining the story, he was like, hey, remember when I told you that sometimes you explain too much? And then I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, you're doing it right now. And I, like, there was a part of me that wanted to be like, you rude little fuck. Why would you ask me to tell you why something was the way it was? And then when I start to tell you, then you interrupt me and tell me that I'm talking too much. Well, if you didn't want me to talk about that story, then you shouldn't have asked me about that fucking story. And also, you know, if you'd been paying attention to a lot of the stories that I was saying or the things that I was trying to tell him, he would have known that what he did today would in no way entice me. There would be no way that I would want to work with him or deal with him on any particular level after he did that. Because when it comes to getting in each other's way professionally, that's not something I think you do to a friend or somebody you want to date or anything like that. Anybody you want to have any kind of good relationship with, you do not get in the way of them making forward progress in their lives or of them making money. And that's something I've never done to anybody that I've dated since being an adult. You know, like when I was a kid, yeah, every once in a while, me and the people that I dated would try to fuck each other up that way. You know, but probably when I was a kid like him, like because he's 24. And so for him, he probably doesn't even realize he's doing the stuff he's doing. I don't know. Maybe I'm sharing too much again. I mean, I got mad, so... You guys have seen what that looks like now. But I think you guys have seen that before. Anyway. It's cheat day, obviously. So, yeah. You know. I also feel like my smoking weed while I was with him was also a tactic that I used to shrink my own energy. So, I could be more what he wanted or more what he needed. And I don't want to do that anymore. I've done that in a lot of relationships. And not necessarily by smoking weed. But by listening to people and thinking that I was supposed to turn into what it was they wanted in certain ways. You know, that's why I said, again, like blank space, you know, where it's like, you know, find out what you want, be that for a month. Because I really would try. It's not a manipulation for, you know, that at all. It's like for me, it's like, all right, you know, if these are the things that you want in a partner and I feel like I can do that, I can make that happen, then I will be that. But then... If you're not what it is I want in return and you make no efforts to be what it is I want, then it will turn into a nightmare for you because at a point. You know what? I just, I, the more I think about everything, the more I know that I am the problem, you know? And it's just because, yeah, like, I, I, 
I should never be mad at anybody else for sacrifices I make or ways that I put my life on hold because at the end of the day, those are choices that I made. So yeah, I can pretend that I'm mad at Marty. I can pretend that I'm mad at the beast. I can pretend that I'm mad at anybody, but really I'm not mad at anybody but myself. Because like when my actual person comes along, yeah, maybe we'll have some work to do. But for the most part, we'll be on the same page. They'll be what I want. I'll be what they want. And we won't have to change each other to turn into or change ourselves to turn into what the other wants. You know, I hope that all makes sense. I don't know. You know, I mean, like this podcast is my therapy. So I know that a lot of people are witnessing it. And I know some people are going to talk shit, but people always have opinions. So what do I care about that anymore? You know, I just I don't. I can honestly say that that part, um, you know, like this podcast to me is very important just in the way that I force myself to talk things out. And then when I watch it on the edit, I'll look at myself and I promise you guys, I don't edit out, edit out anything important. Like I said, sometimes I'll edit out just the breathing or stuff like that. Or if I am being too repetitive on certain things, I'll be like, okay, you don't need to say that three times or whatever. But like, you know, for the most part, I just let this play the way that it is because I want to examine myself and I want to be like, I want you guys to also know and be like, you know, that way when, when everything turns out the way that it turns out, and I promise you guys, at the end of all this, you guys are going to be proud of me and surprised. And you're also going to be like, that motherfucker was right. His forever person did come along and he did turn out to be just as successful that he, uh, that he said he was going to be or as he said he was going to be. Like, you know, I, I know that you guys are going to be dazzled and amazed and then new people are going to end up watching my podcast and watching the old episodes and they're going to be like, he predicted all of this. He knew exactly what he was doing. And like I told you guys in the last episode, all this stuff and all of these mistakes and all of these shitty relationships and mishaps and whatever else, you know, that had good points in them because like with Marty, with everybody, there's always been good points and good times or I would have never been there to begin with and I never would have tried to shrink my energy or be what the person wanted if I didn't think there was something that was going to be good there if everything turned out the way it was supposed to turn out. But all of this is leading me to be the person that I'm going to be and the person that I need to be and as, as empathetic, as sympathetic, as caring, as sweet, as strong, as everything that I need to be in order to be the partner that I need to be for the person that's actually worth me. Because that's what it is, is, you know, like a lot of people just aren't worth me. And I'm not saying that because I think I just was born being the greatest person in the world. And I don't think I'm the greatest person in the world right now. But I know I'm a pretty great person and I know I'm the greatest person in my world and I know it's okay for me to put value on myself and say that I am worth more than the way a lot of people have treated me. And if you think that there's anything snotty about me saying that, maybe you need to examine yourself and see why it is you would think that you're not worth more yourself you know what i'm saying like why why would you think that you you shouldn't think of yourself the same way i think of myself as far as you know what i mean like a lot of people aren't worth me that's what it is is you know 
I know that I am a very sweet person when it comes down to it. I know that I do try to uplift my partners. I know that I do want to be just dedicated to one person and and grow a life. And yeah, when I was younger, you know, I wasn't ready for that. And I cheated on everybody I ever dated to a certain point. And I've been very honest about that. But I've also examined myself and why it was I did that and what it was that made me feel like that was something that I had to do. And yeah, I've hooked up with a lot of people, but I also don't judge the people I date by the number of partners that they've had, just like I would expect that they're not going to judge me based on the number of partners that I've had. You know, I've had sex with a lot of people, but that's led to me being really good at sex, <laughs> which like even the people that have dated me will tell you and don't like me will tell you that I am good at sex. So, you know, what I mean? and it's that, you know, I'm just, but you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, but also I know that because of the amount of sex that I've had, because of the amount of partners that I have, I know that when I meet my forever person, I know that I'll be completely ready to dedicate to them because I have no curiosity about that. I don't wonder if the grass is greener. I know what the grass is like over there. And so when I decide to settle on one lawn, <laughs> I know I'll be happy to just do that because I won't just settle. You know, I won't just pick something and be like, this is a plot of land. Let me stick to this. No, I'm going to end up with the greenest grass possible because not only am I going to pick the best seeds, <laughs> I'm also going to be willing to take care of that and be willing to tell them what they need to do to help take care of me. And hopefully, not hopefully, they'll be like, you know, they'll be just as great. And they'll be willing to guide me. And then, you know, we will live happily ever after. And I'm tired of people making it sound like that just makes it sound, yeah, no, not happily ever after as in we'll never have a problem, we'll never have an argument, we'll never have a dispute, we'll never have anything to work out. All of that will happen. We'll have everything that we have to go through, but we'll both be mature enough and dedicated enough to do what it is that we have to do because I know that my forever person will have been through just as much as me, if not more. And that's what most importantly needs to get put out into the universe I'll find somebody just as perfectly flawed as I am and I'll live happily ever after. Happy 2022, everybody. Have a good new year. Stay unbothered.